him. Uh, hello? Yes, we can do this thing. Okay. Uh, um, hello? I am supposed to be reading to you a list of, of some names. These people are very, very nice people. And, uh, and, and we would like to thank each and every one of them for, uh, for giving lots of support to, uh, to our little caravan. Okay, here's the first one. Miri Rain. Um, and, uh, and the second one is uh, Chris Walsh. And then uh, uh, Mike Hammond and Michael Pollard. Oh, uh, and uh, Jason Campbell and uh, Olga Krasik and uh, Michelle B and uh, Noreen Elizabeth. Um, oh, who else do we have? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, David Forsey, uh, Heather Baird, uh, Cheryl Ann, uh, Chelsea Dab Hilke, and uh, oh, yeah, finally, uh, Michelle Scott. Uh, okay, uh, thank you. Uh, bye. Hello, it's Yuri Ditchdigger, historian, good Samaritan, and currently unrepresented male model. I'm here to catch you up on what happened last week so that you can dive in better informed to this week. Last week, the crew headed back into the Rotten Pines to fulfill their promise of spending a little bit more time with Fezric at his cabin in the center of the Cursed Woods. The party also wanted to meet Yelra, his mother, hoping that she could give them a hand getting out of the forest. And boy howdy, it seems like they got their wish. Phelan, Star, and Rowan made their way into the house, and after giving their real names, were invited into the back room to talk to Gelra. Carabri and Ben opted to not hand over their personal information to a forest witch, and stayed outside to talk to the wilds while the others ventured into Shore Terror. Then quickly, and somewhat predictably, things went quite sour, as the three inside walked into a magical darkness and began to get plucked off their feet and dragged into the unknown, as the ethereal voice of Gelra echoed around them, accusing them of trying to carry out her husband's plan of stealing Fezric away from her. When we last left off, Kara, Ben, and Bree were starting to decide whether or not to come to their aid. But they're all quick, decisive thinkers. I'm sure they're gonna go right into that house, right off the bat. That's my guess anyway. Let's all find out together on this week's episode of Wonders and Blunders. Can I fit through the window? That's Oof. we're uh, gone, guys. It'd Give take some doing, but you could do it. Like it's it's sort of like a regular kitchen window. I'd say you could slurp your way through. I there. mean, Bree's kind of the mindset <laughs> of just walking through the front door. Like, uh, not really too worried about Fezric. I do not think he is going to stop us. If we want to go in, we can um, just go in through the front door. He is an understandable fellow. But he might tell his mother that we're coming. I I'd rather she didn't know. What do you think, Breeze? Well. And they, they are all, like, trying to push you all away from the window and away from the house. So you think we should just leave? And they all nod. Yeah, you think we should leave without our friends? Well, we can, they all I, nod. Yeah, um... I'm not gonna leave them. So, we're going inside. Um... Okay. Which... And Ben r- runs and... No, stop! <laughs> <laughs> Jump through the window? Yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you jump in, and yeah, you see Ben disappear into the dark, and Shit. two woads dive after him. One you touched, and one of the other ones, they are like trying to grab at your feet, 
So they're going to... I'm just going to roll with oh. advantage to try to grapple you. I'm going to eat serious shit if they grab my hand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just against the wall. Uh, just catch the fucking window frame on your diaphragm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with advantage, they got a 14. So you have to beat a 14 on being grappled. That is a 13. Ooh. A 13. Oh. So... You are like holding on to the edge of the window and like the top half of your body is inside and they are just trying to pull you back out. So uh, Bree and Carrie, you see them trying to wrestle. Bree, Bree is laughing at this. Like Bree does not <laughs> think that they are in danger inside, right? Bree's a fool. Oh yeah, I mean, most of the time. <laughs> Do you, Bree has a different perspective. Yeah. Do you think, would you have to help her if she, would you have to help her? Just in the background, Ben, like, kicking Get woads in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The la- I, I'm go. asking the last of the woods, would would would, uh, would they have to help? And they all nod, yes. Okay. So if we want to fight her, we should stop you first. And they all kind of, like, look at each other. <laughs> <laughs> then all, like, ready their shield and club. I think oh. at this point, Ben gets pulled out and just lands on the ground, just like unceremoniously. Yeah, mm-hmm. un- unless you want to try to break the grapple again. I, I will give you another go because it was one apart. Oh, damn. <laughs> I rolled pretty, pretty good. They got a 19. Oh, uh, 16. 16? Okay, yeah. So they, they do. They pull you back out and you go splat on the ground. So, Ben, these guys ha- <laughs> have to help, have to yeah. help them. Um get off me <laughs> and stands up yeah they, they're just sort of standing by the window still like moving back and forth trying to like block you if you try yeah, to get Ben is like a tent. little he's got a little bit of a bounce in his heels <laughs> you know he's hmm. what what the way weapons little trees you do not want to mess with Kara yeah we'll make quick work of your kind it would be better to go <laughs> and uh, busy yourself with uh, carving in fact I don't think we're going to um, go in there at all, actually. Uh, I think, in fact, Fezzerk probably needs your help right now. <laughs> they are all just looking at you. How <laughs> <laughs> do you listen to reason, Carol? <laughs> yep, Fezzerk definitely needs your help. Uh, do you want to roll deception? Yep, I do. <laughs> okay, this one's going to be steep. <laughs> they are, you're going to have to really bust out those Kara dice. Nope. Uh... For deception, that is uh, 10. Yeah, they are just staring at you. The two are still trying to block Ben from going in the window. I really hoped that would work. Hey, just just go away. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they don't want to stop us. Uh, You you only have to help the mother if she asks, right? So in meantime, it's not a problem to uh, maybe tie yourselves up. That way you are not disobeying her. They are, like, hitting their heads with their hands, just, like, screaming at you in this language that you don't understand. But they're not doing that. They're not tying themselves Jesus. up. Uh, I used my um, my quiet speech. I think maybe we should push them into the woods, I say, into Bree's head and then Ben's head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, like, I'm just... Okay, here's where... This is where <laughs> yeah, my head yeah. is right now. Yeah. Inside... Those three have have disappeared. They are gone. These boats are telling you they are dead. The next, yep. the, so the next steps, unless you have a way to throw five woads, yep. like seventy feet, <laughs> yep. is going to be you running around chasing greased pigs. 
trying to throw them into the forest. Cue <laughs> <Q> Benny Hill. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. I just sort of want to know, like, <laughs> if I you mean, want to go in or if Kara you don't didn't want to come here. Kara thought it was a really bad idea. <laughs> Some people thought maybe it was a good idea to go negotiate with a creature that, you know, was reasonable enough to cast a spell like this over an entire forest. Well, hindsight is 20, years 20. Ago. <laughs> I mean, they made that decision to go in. That's I still don't know. We still don't know. We may land in very plush couches. Yeah. And that be served like likely. wonderful meals. Yeah. Yeah. All we Long Island iced teas. All we have to go on is a spooky room and Wode's telling us that everybody's dead. But these Wodes are characters. I don't This is the same person who took all the ugly covered books. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna go talk to Fezric. Is what I have said. And Ben starts marching, <laughs> marching away. Okay. Clearly, well, clears it, he clearly can't juke the woods. So they, they are following the you. Old boy as, in church. Yeah. <laughs> They're following you as you go. Uh, Kara and uh, and Bree, what do you want to do? I'm almost I, nine. I, I, I'm going to turn and, and, and follow Ben. I don't think Kara can out juke five woods to get in through that window. <laughs> if she, I don't know. If they get violent, I have no... No doubt in Kara's ability to light a tree on fire. Roast you up good. <clears throat> yeah. So no no woads follow Bree. Two follow Ben. Three are standing next to Kara. Kara's clearly been identified as the instigator here. That's yes. unfortunate. <laughs> well, I don't have many options left. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, that's where this is going. Yeah, I cast Flaming Spear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, oh we boy. mean you no harm, we swear. Oh, boy. <laughs> Roll initiative. <laughs> yep. They told me my friends were probably dead, so... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, while Hera casts Flaming Spear here, you two head in the front door, still followed by these two other woads. And you see Fezric just sort of standing by the back door. Fezric. Hey, hey, how's it going? Did you change your mind? Do you want to go in? And Ben's got his, like, chest puffed up. These woods say our, 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 our friends might be dead. What's what's going on? Oh, they, they don't know what they're talking about. And he's he, like, points at them and he's like, you stop scaring people. They're not, th those, those guys are fine. And then the door behind you, like, crunches inwards. Like it's being, like, there's high pressure suction or something behind it. And he's like, she's easily upset, but they are, that doesn't mean anything. These trees are just being dramatic. What's going on in there? Put, let our friends go. Oh, I'm, I'm not keeping them in there. You want to, do you want to go? I mean, I could ask her if you can come too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then the door flies open and you hear like sort of all around you in this room, just send them in. And he's like, oh, right away. I guess she changed her mind. She'll talk to you. Well, now I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> you must be brave. You were a big boy. You were almost ten. Walk into the jaws. <laughs> almost nine. <laughs> and after nine comes ten, I think. <laughs> oh, you got nothing. Believe me, you've got nothing to worry about. I'm sure your friends are fine. And uh, we'll go back inside. Uh, Valen and Rowan, you are flying at high speed backwards into the dark. Rowan, mm -hmm. 
you come to a sudden stop Ooh. in the middle of a dark room, but it's not the mm. same darkness as was around you before. This darkness you can see through okay. a little bit. It doesn't feel like the magical darkness. Mm. All right. Well, you've uh, you've established dominance. Now, uh, now, what exactly is all this about? And you don't get a response. Yeah. All right. Well, well, how about I just wait un- until you're ready to chat with me, and then I'll uh, I'll like crouch down, like kind of s- sort of sit on my heels a little, y- if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, you crouch down on your heels, and you realize, like, as your body moves down, it clears some mist that's floating around your ankles. And you look down and see a black, polished floor, like a mirror, looking back up at you. Well, now this, uh, and I'll kind of like swoop uh, some of the mists away. And, uh, and when you do, you see shards of black, broken glass and a skeletal hand poking out from under it. Does my gut tell me it's. It's real, or, or, or do I, uh, like, what would my insight perception, should I do a check for that? Uh, you can do, uh, what, yeah, what do you want to, what do you want to do to determine if it's real? Do yeah, I can do investigation, reason. yeah. Yeah, okay, let's do, let's do that. Uh, 17 plus 6, so that's, uh, 23. You feel the cold mist on your hands, and you, as you pick up, like, a shard of glass, it tinkles back to the ground. And like as you move that shard of glass, you see this skeletal hand kind of fall a little bit, and you can see that yeah. it is wearing a purple robe. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is mighty familiar, isn't it? So, uh, so, ma'am, is this uh, is this your little shrine to Savras, or, or or what am I uh, what am I doing here right now? What is all this about? And I'll uh, I'll keep um, I'm saying that, but I'm not really looking up. I'm still like kind of sweeping the mists away with my hands, and before it kind of gathers around again, I'm just rooting through the shards. And um, I, the longer I talk, the quieter my voice gets, and I'm kind of getting sucked into those memories and stuff too. And uh, yeah, uh, pretty soon I'm I'm not saying anything. I'm just shuffling around on my hands and knees, going through the broken shards. Yeah. So uh, you you start going through those broken shards, and I think the big thing that stops you from going through is like as you're moving through them it's like the mist around you is pushing back farther and farther and you can see Mm. more and more of this room and this huge ruined staircase behind you and a tunnel leading farther down and like in dream logic you can see a room around the corner that you don't have a line of sight on and you can see a very familiar pedestal Mm. in a room a domed room covered in eyes. You can't do this. This isn't fair. And I, uh, I get up and I, I start walking towards the pedestal. And then we'll go to Valen. You stop in a dark room as well. And <sighs> you are sort of taken aback. Again, it, it doesn't feel as oppressive. You don't feel heavy like you're sinking into the floor like you were just a moment ago. And you can hear a familiar voice, the voice of your father coming from the dark ahead of you. Hello. It doesn't respond to you, but you can hear. It's just the just the sound of it muffled, like it's behind a door. Uh, this 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 can't be right. Um, I'd like to to light a torch. Yeah. And then start slowly moving towards that that sound. So you light a torch, and it lights up the room around you, and you are home. And you are upstairs <sighs> in your estate, 
and it lights up the hallway around you, and in front of you is a big circular door, which you recognize as the door to uh, sort of an upstairs common room. And now that the light is lit, you can see from the frame of that door uh, firelight glowing through the cracks. Yeah, I think I'll I'll probably place the torch in like maybe there's like a sconce or something like next to the doorway and I'll, I'll open the doorway. Yeah. Uh, you open the door, it, it creaks open and in front of you, you see your father and a much younger brother. Uh, both of them look quite a bit younger than the last time you saw them and they are sitting in front of the fire, as you're looking at them, kind of stunned, you hear from behind you, wait, wait for me. And then a small you runs through you like you're not even there and runs into the room and sits down next to your brother. And your dad opens up a copy of The Legend of Azra Kai and starts to read it. I can't decide if this is extremely cruel or extremely kind. And I'll just sort of like, slowly move closer to just listen in. Uh, Star, mm? you are standing there with your sword at the ready. Yeah, uh, which, I have a question. Did both Valen and uh, Rowan get pulled in the same direction? No, one got pulled left, one got pulled right. Okay. I'm, and like, it kind of followed the path, so I'm gonna follow, I know that Rowan got pulled following the left path, so I'm going to start sort of pacing slowly down that path with still with the action ready, action held and kind of just like calling out like, hey, Rowan, Valen. And you feel that same sensation mm -hmm. come over you again, like something is rushing at you from behind so you can make an attack. Uh, 14 plus attack, uh, nine. Uh, so 23. 23? Okay. Yeah. Um, and also make uh, athletics or acrobatics. Oh, okay. Two, nine, so 20, not natural. So you can roll damage. Sweet. That's pretty good. Uh, I think it's a D8. <clears throat> not so good. Uh, eight damage. And you feel, again, like that force come towards you, and uh, you kind of dodge and hit it, if you want to describe that. I'm within five feet and nothing else is within five feet. So do I get sneak attack? Yes, you would. Oh, okay, cool. Well, then I get to roll three more dice. That's another 13 on top of that. So 21. Cool. Star, as soon as he feels it coming, he kind of like does like a side twist in midair to dodge out of the way and like sword comes out and he sort of tries to slash at it as it as it goes by. It, it does get some resistance. Like it doesn't actually stop in something, but at, your swing is slowed <clears> moving <throat> through something. And for a moment, you and Rowan and Valen all see each other. Oh. Standing only like 15 feet apart in a in like a small room. All three of you can make a perception check. 16. 23. 14. So Valen, I think you're still caught up just as this illusion disappears in front of you or whatever it is disappears in front of you. Uh, Star, you're pretty on the alert. You notice, just like out of the corner of your eye, a figure sitting in like a huge ornate wooden chair. Mm -hmm. Rowan, you would see that too as you kind of whip away from uh, what you were looking at. You make eye contact with Star and Valen and you all see each other. Uh, mm, okay. But Rowan and Star, you both see this figure sitting in a chair. 
do I know what like like where it was? Can I peg down where where it was sitting? Yeah. Yeah. So you can see this path worn in the floor goes to the left and the right. They are straight mm-hmm. ahead. The neither path leads to them. I am going to whip out my magic dagger and I'm going to throw it straight where I thought thought it was. Okay. So that you go back into the darkness, the two of you go back into this this other state. Balin, the story picks up as if it never stopped. And is my detect magic showing me anything? I think maybe it kind of distracted you, the the world you were in before, but now that you've sort of seen that there's something going on, you can tell that, uh, again, it is the same magic that was creating the darkness is creating this. Did Ben and Bree see them appear in the room when that happened? Because we were standing at the open door. Make a perception check. Not 20. And, uh, Kara, you can make one outside, too, because you're still by 22. the window. I got a nat 20, which is a 27. Okay. Look at us. All Jesus. three of Good you eyes. see through the window just for one moment, like the light rushes in like like water that's been left out of it, let out of a dam, rushes inside. And you see the three of them standing there in the middle of the room. And then like it's being pushed back out of the room, this wall of darkness comes back up. And I mean, other than Star with his weapon drawn, none of them looked to be in any danger. Yeah, Star had his weapon drawn, and I think you see just in time him for him to throw a dagger. For oh, okay. you all got over twenty, so you see him throwing a dagger at someone seated in a in a big wooden chair. Uh, <laughs> did we get any pers- like any idea of the size of this chair? Chair is, well, drum roll. It, it's probably about like it would be taller than. <laughs> a medium creature standing up, but not much, like probably six, six and a half feet high. Okay, so it could be like a medium creature in a throne. Uh, uh, yeah, I think seeing Star take a aggressive action, um, a combat action would, would set Bree off uh, into full speed into the room. Okay, Fezric sort of steps back out of the way as you go in. He says like, oh, not, not too quick, don't spook her, she's very old. <laughs> <laughs> and Kara, let's go to you and these woads. What did you roll on your initiative? I rolled an 18 plus 3 is 21. Okay, so you go first, and I'll give you the Flaming Sphere as like a surprise round because they were not expecting you to cast things on them. So you can do the (laughs) Flaming Sphere and then take another action. The Flaming Sphere just appears, pops into existence. And I think what I actually do is um, I transform into a centipede and run in the window and then drag my flaming sphere to block the window entirely. oh cool good move yeah so yeah you you do that you make your way through the window before you're able to like do that the darkness has come back up yeah uh, but you you make it through the window easily as this sphere comes down and they all shield themselves from it mm-hmm. and then it rolls up and crashes against the window inside you can see that the same sort of thing, a little square of light right next to the window caused by the flaming sphere, mm-hmm. which disappears like 20 feet away from you. Okay. Uh, and as a centipede, I have blind sight for 30 feet. Does that make any difference to my senses? I will let you make a wisdom save with advantage. Uh, wisdom save with advantage is a 19 and a 6, a 26. 26? Okay. Mm -hmm. You can get a good feel for the room. You can Mm -hmm. feel the wall behind you, uh, and Mm -hmm. you can feel it extend out in all directions. You can feel that very close to you is Valen. And then 
to so to your left is Valen, to your right is this person sitting in the chair. Each of them are like eight feet away from you. Bree, you run inside uh, into the dark. Sounds about right. Uh, ben, are you going in too? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Ben, like Bree, Bree knocks him kind of like out of the, like out of the way, and then he kind of yeah mounts up his his yeah musters his courage and chases after Bree. Okay. Um, so both of you step into the dark as well. Uh, ben, next to you, you see one of the woads who has been like talking stop talking, and it runs in past you. And the other one like watches it go, and then sort of looks over itself while it was still talking, mm. and then turns around as three more run through the door, and it picks up one of the stumps off the ground and pushes the other three back out the door and slams the stump up against the door, blocking it closed. Cool. And then like leans its back and is like pushing its hands towards you like go, go, go. Had a woad. Um, oh, okay. So Star, you can make your dagger attack. We're really going all in here. Oh, yeah, okay. That's probably pretty good. I, got, I roll a 19. Uh, 19 yeah. is a hit on its own, so. Oh, okay, cool. Four. Wee. Wow, is it really only plus one? Oh, no, I, well, I guess I'd be throwing it. Would it, so it's not an offhand, so would I get to add my bonus? Yeah, you can my, add your bonus. Okay, sweet. Then it's, um, two plus six is another eight damage. This one, yeah, goes into the dark. You don't see that same ripple come out this time. Uh, oh. the, the darkness does stay up. Rowan, you are still at the pedestal. Uh, you did see the world sort of change around you quickly, but mm. it, it is back. Uh... I fight tooth and claw to not look back at the pedestal and, and keep my face pointed towards where I saw the chair. Well, now how is it that you can see far enough into my being to pull out these nightmares and be so blind to the truth of what's going on here? We came here to bring little joy to a lonely man and, and to ask for some help to get out. And now you've gone and brought us all down on you like this. My friends are clever. Yeah, you think you might have the upper hand right now, but you really don't. And it's not too late to turn this around and, and to to recognize that, that we just want help getting out of here and, and to be on our way. But uh, well, something tells me you're not going to listen to that. And as you say that, down the hallway in front of you, a little string of fireflies starts coming down the hallway. And they make their way. You're not facing the pedestal anymore, but mm -hmm. the way the direction you're facing, they make their way past the front of your vision and just out of sight, out of your peripheries, and you see a bit of light in that direction. I, uh, I'm i going to draw my short sword, and uh, and I'm just going to walk towards where I saw the chair. Phelan, you are back, uh, still listening to this story from your father, and behind you, you hear marching of people in armor. I think, like seeing seeing the little hints of the detect magic, sort of su suggesting the, the the illusion of this. Uh, I'll like very very like, I, and having looked up to see both Rowan and and Star, just like a really heavy sigh. While this is lovely, this isn't what we came for. And I'll cast Mage Armor on myself, and then start to walk. Uh, in the direction of Star. Okay. Uh, so the two of you start walking. As you do, you make your way towards, like, the walls of this room, and you both walk into the wall at first, uh, but then slowly with the with the persistence, still 
Rowan, the light behind you growing brighter Mm -hmm. and starting to hear the mumble talking behind you of of a group. Yeah. Even like feeling some warmth of like a bright fire behind you. Uh, do you keep going? Is this uh, is this how you you take their hearts? Is it? Is this uh, this your method? And I, I'm I'm still walking. Um, well, well, that's your problem. Mine's already in pieces, so you're gonna have to work harder than this. And I, I keep pushing forward. The wall dissolves in front of you, and you're back in the pitch black. Uh, Valen, behind you, you hear your father getting to just a a part that used to make you and your brother just cry laughing and you still hear these footsteps in the next room behind you this this armor and you start to hear like commands somebody ordering these people around i i look back over my shoulder at, at my father reading that passage yeah and you see him just like bright eyed just watching the two of you enjoy the story and out the door behind him you see like impossibly this door now opens up into the courtyard of the front of your estate and you see Bartok talking to big groups of soldiers and handing out pieces of paper to all of them I know this isn't real and I'll, I'll turn back and try to keep moving towards Star the wall dissolves away and you are back in the dark Star you hear your dagger hit something ahead of you. Uh, you still have sort of a heading on where that is, but you can no longer see. Hit something like wood or hit something like the f- f- body? Like a body. <laughs> okay. <Thank> you. <laughs> um, I'm going to... Yeah, Star pulls out his second rapier to replace the dagger, and then he's just going to basically like prowl forward, still readying, and, and he's still going to prepare an attack in case something else tries to swipe him again. Okay. Yeah. As you're sort of moving forward, you feel a very familiar warm sea breeze push across your, like, shoulders and back from behind you. Ugh. Ugh, he's got to look back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You turn around and you see the port of Pralia. And you see, like, your favorite coffee shop out on the pier. (laughs) Uh, and just like the endless horizon of the sea after it leaves the sand, just the way that the sand used to blow off of the edges and hit the water and just create two different waves crashing against one another. You can smell it. You can hear it. It's just like you're there. Uh, yes. This is, this is unimaginable cruelty. And then just turns around and keeps walking forward. So when you turn back around the other way, yep. you see Dust, and Dust is sitting, and he has uh, like a bunch of pieces of paper spread out on the ground, and he's just like drawing basically your all of your dream house. Like he has a room set up for him, like full of books. Light has like this huge like kitchen area just for like preparing all these crazy decadent meals, and you have a room just full of trophies and like different swords and all of these relics from all sorts of adventures. Yeah, you can see Sky out front talking with merchants in the area and like taking part in some of the like trade, like keeping your estate busy, all in these like little scribbled children's drawings. Yeah. Uh, uh, what what are you what are you drawing there? He doesn't look up. He just keeps drawing. Uh, yeah. You're not real. Yeah. Steps past him 
and then walks, tries to walk in the direction that he threw the dagger, if he can still try and put it together. Kara, Ben, and Bree, what are you all doing? Charging wildly into the dark. <laughs> okay. That's tempting to follow Bree. <sighs> yeah. Uh, so you two make your way in. Kara, you actually, with your, with your blind sight, you can feel all three of them starting to move forward and converge in the middle of the room, just moving painfully slowly, but making their way forward. I think Kara's going to make a dash for the, uh, for the chair, for the throne. Okay. Best not miss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think it was too far away, so I'm going to try to bite whoever's in the uh, chair. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You uh, weren't expecting giant centipede. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody <laughs> expects the giant centipede. <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> 16 plus 4 is a 20 to hit. That's a hit. The target must succeed on a constitution saving throw. Uh, against poison? Uh, yeah. So you you bite, and you have bitten uh, Darkling. Probably mm-hmm. in your past, you've bitten other things. Yeah. This does not feel the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does not feel like a living creature. You okay. inject the poison, and it doesn't mm-hmm. go anywhere. It just sort of spreads across the, the leg of whoever this is. Hmm. Oh no. <laughs> this feels too familiar. <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> Kara calls out into Bree's head. The thing in the throne is fake. And I guess for my bonus action, I'm going to bring my sphere like right up against the wall to see if it lights the building on fire. Uh yeah, so it's it's been pressed against the window already, so it's like been up against the wall, I feel. Right? Okay. Or- okay. Up against the wall on the outside. I guess I'd just I'd just move it like the like squeeze it through the window like so it's on the inside rather than the outside uh make like a spell attack to try to because you're gonna have to like break part of the house okay is this giant flaming sphere shining giant flaming light into the room no you cannot see the giant sphere Kara as a centipede can still feel where it is behind her but none of you can see it hmm. even with um detect magic you're, it's very strange. Like, you can't see it, no, but I think maybe you would be able to sense its direction. Yeah, so that's an 11 for the uh, spell attack. Uh, so you, you hear, like, the wood kind of splinter behind you, mm-hmm. uh, but it doesn't come through, but it does damage the wall. Three and Ben, or I guess, yeah, three yes, in front of you, uh, as you're still, like, standing in this in this column of light from the doorway, which is still open, a woad comes swinging out of the dark at you. Uh, the one that ran in in front okay. of you has now turned around and is attacking you. Uh, that is a that 20 is? to hit. Or This isn't the one I was curving with, was it? I would say oh, it is. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> I my heart already. <laughs> uh, for 16. Golly. Oh, and they get two attacks. Uh, the second Good one. Golly, Miss Molly. Second one is a 19 to hit for another 12 damage as it just comes in with this shield and sort of like pushes you backwards a bit and then just starts like slamming it down on the ground next to you. And even though they're not huge, there's so much force coming from this. You can feel it just like turning these old floorboards on the ground into dust. Uh, And what would the two of you like to do? Oh, I'm going to beat the shit out of it. Uh, (laughs) 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 Yeah, are you going to... 
We're gonna do a little Bruce Springsteen with a uh, Thunder Woad. <laughs> uh, no, that was good. No, that was good. That was good. Deck save as my uh, rage kicks in. Okay, uh, six that fails, and I'm gonna make two attacks at it. Eighteen plus five and fifteen, so fifteen and twenty-three. Fifteen misses, twenty-three right. hits. Uh, stab it for ten plus rage to twelve damage with the trident. And with the okay. lightning, it takes six. I max rolled my damage. Nice. Uh, so, Ben, you see the, the clash of the titans in front of you. Yeah. Uh, it, it can make a wisdom 15. Is it another six? Okay. And it is hurt? It is hurt. <laughs> 2d12. Let's see. It's 2d12. Four. Damage. Hey. 15. 15? Okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> That's pretty good. My math wasn't great, but hear the steam shitting <laughs> in my ears. Yeah, uh, yeah a dolorous toll of, of a grandfather clock. Play it again, Sam. <laughs> so, Carrie, you can now sense these three just like two or three feet behind the others uh, start fighting in the doorway of the room. The three of you pushing your way forward as these things disappear, uh, Star, like as you step forward again towards this person, you feel the two of them come up to your sides as the three of you meet again in the middle of the room. Valen and Rowan? Yeah. Uh, and Valen and Rowan, you can tell, yeah, that you've you've all sort of met up. You almost kind of bump into each other like you've just instinctively found one another in the dark. I'm going to continue pressing forward. Yeah, I don't know if I quite trust it yet, so I, uh, I'm also going to just kind of keep pressing. Yeah, nothing here makes sense yet. Uh, need to see something. Okay. So as you press forward, um, you feel again like a couple of times as you're moving forward, this whoosh of force moves over you like it did when it picked you up in in the first place. Mm. But it just moves through you this time. And then it, it comes a little bit slower and a little bit slower. And then slowly you start to be able to see in front of you. You start to see like the flicker of firelight. And you can see a the flaming sphere pushed up against this window, just like flames licking in on the back of the cabin. Uh, you see a giant centipede just go into town on this woman who is sitting in a chair just with her hands on her lap. This huge, intricate wooden rocking chair, which has been carved and woven out of all sorts of vines and like young cedar branches and she with like the pine needles sort of sticking out around almost like a frill on the outside of it and she sits just with her head down as you all step forward you see next to her is a little fireplace and you see a small table in front of her with just like an old tea set on the farther side of the room you see a couch and then behind you you hear the battle between Bree and this Wode and Ben all of you, the darkness goes away and the woad stops fighting uh, and you just see, yeah, this elven woman who is just almost mummified in her age, sitting quietly in this chair, looking down at the tea set in front of her. Ignoring the centipede attached to her leg. <laughs> yeah, seemingly not really looking at anything except in her hand. You can see she has like a circle of bone. It looks like it's made of bone. The firelight is kind of glinting off of it. You know what I'm going to ask? Tech magic, tell me anything specific about any new thing that I'm seeing. Yes. 
the room itself, the magic fades away. Her chair is glowing quite a bit with necromantic magic and the compass in her hand, which you get a good look at, this compass carved out of bone with a small glass plate in it, uh, which is what she's clutching in her hand. And that is glowing as well with a divination magic. Hmm. Gelra, this doesn't have to end in violence. And she says, sort of still looking down, not really looking up at any of you, just staring at this compass. I'm satisfied with what I've seen. The centipede lets go of her leg. <laughs> ripping apart this boat. Is my dagger in her? Yes, the dagger is in her shoulder. She hasn't removed it. Uh, she's not really looking at it or paying attention to it. Oh, yeah. Bree just tearing apart the wood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, if that thing <laughs> okay. stopped attacking, it is getting pushed over and just ravaged. Yeah, so I think it, it stops attacking and then it kind of looks at itself and like looks around the room and kind of panics a little bit and then you just tackle it to the ground. <laughs> what you tried to do to us was very cool. I had to know. You had to know what? Did I, did I miss my home? I had to know what you were looking for what you wanted most, and who was looking for you. Yeah, well, next time, just ask. <laughs> I'm assuming this is ours, and I'll uh, reach for that compass. Uh, yeah, and she... You you take it. Mm. I pull my dagger out of her shoulder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't flinch or anything. You take it out. There's no blood or anything left behind. Gross. Uh, so it, it, the darkness is gone, right? Like, I can... We yeah, can you can this. all see this. Okay, yeah, Ben, like comes like running up it's like hey really glad you guys are okay well um is this his mom this is hello um she looks gelra dead has it occurred to you that maybe he's forgotten about you that that no one is coming for you that you've outlived him outsmarted him that or maybe you're not as important as you fear you are Hmm. i think you've shown me that the world has changed quite a bit since I've been in it. Maybe it's time for you to let your son go out on his own. I think you're right. What what you've done here is is not helping him. It seemed right when I did it. We, we all do rash things to protect our loved ones. <laughs> if I'm I sorry. was in your position, I, I, I think I would do something similar. So I uh, hold no ill will. That is um, quite a kindness. And uh, those... those those woads, they certainly can't do any harm now. I can't release them. E- even, yes, that, that, yep. yes, excellent. You, sorry, can or can't? I can. <laughs> okay, excellent, yes. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> you see Valen, like, still kind of looks like, yeah, nervous and starting to relax. Flashback to Bree uh, swinging the giant's leg this morning and has now just ripped off the woad's leg and is just wailing on it with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like built-in shield has splintered off to the sides and like the, it's just like, it has started fighting back like with the club, but you're just wailing on it with its own leg. Uh, Uh, Bree, Bree, that'll do. That's enough for now. Bree throws the leg down and trundles over. It's not edible, so there's no uh, need. <laughs> you are talking to corpse. You are okay? We are We are okay. And you see her kind of like, for the first time, you see her move. And just like creakily, she puts her hands on the edges of her chair. 
and behind her you see Fezric uh, step into the room, which is now, you can see, only like 20 feet across. And he steps inside and says, you see, I, I told you we could trust them. And she stands up and like makes her way shakily across the room. And he like runs over and tries to like hold her up. And she taps the compass in your hand, Rowan, mm. and says, use it, use it to take Fezric away. And if you go with him, just promise me, if you see his father, you'll kill him. Well, uh, sure. That's Benjamin. (laughs) I mean, sorry, we need to talk about it. And then she sort of like holds on to Fezric and just hugs him. And she says, I'm I'm sorry. And then just starts to like crumble and then turns to dust in his hand. And he's just sort of like looking down at his hands as just like the last of the sand almost pours out of them. Fezrik, mm. uh, you're, you're free to go now. Um, if you'd like, we'll, we'll help you leave. Uh, Rowan sort of shakes himself and um, relaxes his grip on his sword and, and, and resheaths it. And uh, I guess sort of looks with, with kind of a look of sympathy at, at Fezrik. You know, his, his face sort of softens and, and a bit of sympathy comes across. And um, yeah, Fezrik, we, we can uh, we, we can bring you to a, a whole bunch more stories and, and you can get them right from the source. Uh, that'll be fun, right? And, and you don't need to worry. It's not any more dangerous out there for you than for anyone else. No one is looking for you. I oh she she's gone. Yes, I'm very sorry. Looks like maybe she was holding on for a long time just to protect you, but now that mm. you, she thinks you'll be safe, that she didn't need to stay around anymore, and and she she knows you're going to be okay. So this is a good thing. She just wanted to protect us, and then he sort of scoop leans down and like takes a jar out of his pocket and starts scooping some of the sand into it, and then he closes the jar and stands up and says, Okay, well, uh, where to now? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'd like to get out of here. Yeah, back to the cottage seems best. Yes. I'm going to do a quick look around the room. Yeah. (laughs) Just don't want to sit. Oh, it's on fire? (laughs) It is on fire in the back, yeah. The flaming spear has caught the backside of the cabin on fire. Perhaps we should... Kara, let the, the spear go out. But, okay, uh, but I guess the fire um, continues. Brazicia, do you think you could lift this rocking chair? Uh, yeah. Brazicia, uh, uh, Bree just like picks it up, or tries to pick it up. I guess. I have a feeling Yuri might be interested in it. Hey, it would uh, be nice. He is tired. He could use. He could use a rest. Fezrik, <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we know who your father is? Yes. What can you tell us about him? Uh. I never really knew him. Just uh, his, I, my, my mother took me away before I got to meet him. Uh, I know his name. She said, well, she didn't say his full name, but she did say uh, Lord Polestar. <laughs> yeah, do we recognize that? Uh, you can make a history check. I will. I'll do that. Uh, dirty um, old 20. Dirty 20? 15. Bad. Yeah, no, you've never heard of him. Okay. You'd think if she wanted to um, help us protect you from him, she could have given us a bit more information. 
should we talk about this outside? Yes. There's a buyer. Yeah, it is getting hot in here, isn't it? Yeah, exactly what I was thinking. And yeah, yeah uh, Patrick is kind of just staring at the jar. Uh, and then when you say that, he's like, oh, uh, yes, I, uh, I suppose I'll pack my things. And mm. he goes out into the next room. And uh, you see him kind of like looking around and he just picks up a knife and, and he's like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> your, your mother didn't have a, a stash of her belongings from her previous life, did she? No, well, not that I know of. She wasn't much for uh, sharing. Mm. And you, you'll be all right without all, all these carvings? Pointing at like his spell book. Uh, yes, I suppose so. I mean, I'll start new ones. Uh, wherever we go, I'll, I'll carve on all sorts of wood, different kinds of wood, even. Perhaps I'll, I'll, I'll show you um, how to use pen and paper to record your thoughts. It's kind of like carving on wood, but you got to wait for the wood to get turned into the paper. <laughs> Precisely. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm excited to learn more about that. And then you walk out the door and he kind of stands there looking at the cabin, like burning and all the woads slowly like, step up next to him, one of them hopping on one leg and using its own other leg as a crutch. <laughs> they, Tiny Tim. They kind of stand there, like, staring at the cabin, and he's like, wow, big day. Yeah. And, uh, we'll yeah. pause <laughs> Nice. And you didn't want to come. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, it's Mike Fardy, your Dungeon Mom. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Wonders and Blunders. Do you have questions for us? Do you wonder why characters make certain decisions? Do you have theories about what Lilia's true plan might be? Or where the story is going to go next? Do you want to see a bunch of pictures of our cats? Or maybe hear us rant on and on about an obscure video game that you don't play? If you answered yes to one or all of these things, you should check out our Discord. We've been posting links of it around, and we would love you to join us. This is a very cool community, and we want to interact with you more. And Discord, it's like chat rooms. Remember chat rooms? Actually, stop. Stop remembering chat rooms. It's not like chat rooms at all. But it is an online room where you can chat with us. So head on over to our Twitter, at Wonder and Blunder, and grab an invite to that, because we'd love to see you there. It's a great place to get a little more insight into the podcast, and a lot more insight into what our cats look like. So we'll see you there. And as always, keep being the best. We love you very much, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye.